chopper gown, I ain't go to class. I rather die before I come in last. And we're back with another brand new episode on In Case You Missed It. We talked about Betty White. We talked about the Insecure season finale, the Omarion variant, and Chloe and Tristan. For our primetime topic, we talked about the black experience and how people are making it a commodity. For our encore topic, we're talking about social media, how it's evolving and changing. We got a new game for y'all this week. It's called Deal Breakers. And then our last call, we talked about our favorite conspiracy theories thanks for listening this is the experience so so what's in that red cup don't worry about it but i'm worried about it what's in there <laughs> i mean there ain't nothing more just a little hen dog a little hen you know how i feel about hennessy hennessy is that's my daughter right there we love Hennessy. Oh, yeah. Ooh, some Hennessy orange juice would be really good. Oh, my God. Uh, Matt, can we go to the liquor store and get some Hennessy? I don't think he can hear me. I think he has his headphones on. We're going to go and get some Hennessy. We need to get yeah. liquor because we need to turn up because my last few nights here, we're going to get plastered. Plastered. Oh, shoot. Yeah, you're not even in L.A. right now, ain't you? Like, you in. I'm not. I'm still in NYC. I've missed the East Coast. I love it here. The time zone, the people, the city. I just... Is Jay moving to New York? To be continued. Uh, Keep listening to the experience. <laughs> but you won't come back to Detroit, though? No. No. See? Come no. on, bro. See, sometimes... See, niggas be trying to go Hollywood and be forgiving their origins. To get in where they and now I'm going Broadway on bitches. And you now I'm going Broadway on bitches. This is fake. This is fake. I don't support it. But you know, hey, look, I'll always come back to visit Detroit, (laughs) but I will never come back to live there. That's just not going to happen. But okay, yeah. Well, we're here. Hello, greetings, and salutations. We are the experience. Um, I go by the name of Darren Allen, and I'm joined by. My name is Jay, Jay Gooden here, the one and only. Yep, and we are your hosts for episode two, season two, episode two. Wow, yeah, two man. episodes. Also, y'all, look, I want to apologize this week. This is totally my fault. If the audio sounds a little wonky, sounds a little weird, Um, I left my microphone in LA like a dumbass because I actually have a story for that. So, okay, I'm going to let the viewers know, or the listeners. Okay, right. so... Y'all know I am in LA for for New Year's Eve, right? Um, I had two flights to get to New York. I had one flight from California to Nashville, and then from Nashville to LA. And my parents were also in town in LA. We it so happened we were leaving the same day. It does that doesn't really matter to the story, but. Mm-hmm. It, it matters because of this next part. So I was driving to my parents' Airbnb. That's the only reason that matters. That's why I said that. But I was driving to my parents' Airbnb, and I get a notification from Spirit. And I'm like, oh, it's probably like a little update on the flight. I'm driving now. I'll, I'll focus on it when I get to my parents. These bitches canceled my connecting flight, my flight mm-hmm. from Nashville to uh, New York. Spirit, count your fucking days, bitch, because let me tell you what happened next. After that. I wait, why, wait, for, for, wait, 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 before you continue, why were you riding Spirit? Because my dumbass waited to the last minute, and that was the cheapest shit available. Never again will I ever do that. If I wait oh. to the last minute, I'm just going to have to pay the price at this point because yeah, yeah, yeah. I tried yeah, to get off, try to get like a, 
a nice flight and I got fucked. Mm, yeah, exactly. See, and that's what you yeah. get for choosing spirit. Yeah. But yeah, go ahead, continue. Yeah, that is what I get. So, um, they had me on hold for two fucking hours, and I'm like looking at different flights. Like I know they can reschedule me. Like I'm looking at different flights. I'm like, okay, there's this flight that instead of connecting to Nashville, it connects from Dallas. I want to do that one. So after two fucking hours, I get on the phone with somebody and they're like, how long have you been waiting? I said, two hours. Reschedule me. He's like, you've been waiting two hours. I'm like, stop trying to build rapport with me. I know that's a part of your fucking job. Look, I do it too. But stop. Just reschedule my shit. We don't have to do this. We don't have to do this. And right. he's like, I, I actually, what's your flexibility? Do you want to leave the next day? I'm like, no, I want to leave the same day. I know there's a flight available. I'm looking at it right now. He's like, I'm not seeing anything. I'm like, okay, well, can you connect me to someone that can? Guy was new, poor kid. I I, I felt bad for him, but it wasn't his fault. And then yeah. finally I got connected to somebody and they um, were able to reschedule that shit. So I am in New York. I've been here since the 29th of December. I go back the 8th, so Saturday. So I, I'll be heading back to L.A., um the day after y'all that this episode comes out but yeah i've been in new york i love the city i love it here and i might move here and yeah nah, i still haven't been to new york you gotta come you gotta come it's amazing been. yeah you have family here you have a cousin that lives here oh yeah i do yeah 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 but other than that like i have no ties to new york i haven't been to new york i haven't even thought about going to new york everybody that i know that's been in new york said it's it's amazing it's just like the movies all that shit like glitz and glamour and you know i thought you would get that from la more than new york but you know, people say new york just gives you that i don't know maybe because new york might be the most popular city in america so it's like the most filmed so it's the it's the shit that we see the most of so like we see new york in so much media when we go to new york it feels like a fairy tale kind of I don't know. It if it's does. Exactly and like, like when you're here, it's like it it does feel that way. And then mm-hmm. like LA is <laughs> it's just it's not what you expect it to be. I, I love different parts of LA, but I just feel like personally, like I fit in New York better. Hey, but, y'all hear that? Yeah, you gotta Y'all hear that, bro. No, hold on, hold on. Y'all y'all heard earlier <laughs> when this nigga was praising LA. Last season, all last season, this nigga's like, L.A. this, L.A. that. And now he go to the East Coast. When compared two, to three, Michigan, dumb. Four days. Now he all New York up. This nigga switch up so quick, bro. Hey, y'all, just like he did Detroit. Whatever. All y'all L.A. niggas, just like he did Detroit, he doing y'all. He now in the New York bandwagon, so. I never said that, look, L.A. still has good parts, but you can't get your balsamic vinegar in, in L.A. Hold on, let's you talk about that for a minute. <laughs> bro that's one of the funniest things that we i've seen in a minute low-key and it's funny like that nigga elmo bro Bro, what that shit was hilarious i don't know why that's so funny bro like i don't know why we're so fascinated by that i think i think we always knew that the nigga elmo was a nigga (laughs) nigga. (laughs) no but even before like we knew like he was played or like he was puppeted by like a black dude, he was just like he had that nigga aura. We just be doing that with a lot of like fictional characters. Yeah, that is true. To, like, to try to superimpose a race onto them. All like, like Arthur. Arthur's black. I don't care what anybody says. Arthur's black. <laughs> no, for for real. Like, and and I see exactly how you feel that way. Knuckles, Sonic. Knuckles, um, yeah. that nigga's black. Uh, Piccolo from Dragon Ball Z. 
the whole backyard yeah. against all them names was black as hell. Yeah. <laughs> names black as hell. No. All right. Yeah, so. I definitely see that. But Elmo, dope. But, you know, a new puppet becomes viral every, like, five years. It was Kermit last, the team. Before that, it was probably Bert and Ernie. And then it's been Piggy. We love her. It's Piggy. All right. Let's go ahead and let's get into it. In case you missed it, Betty White. Um, Sally passed away December 31st, um, at the age of 99, she would have been a hundred a couple of weeks later. In fact, there were like different, like, I think Vogue was doing like this special cover for her a hundredth birthday, but I don't know that just, it was so sad. Like, I love mm. Betty White. She's like, I don't know. Like I, I loved the golden girls, mm-hmm. um, I love her just, like, in general and media. Like, I've seen, like, a bunch of movies with her. And it just, I don't know. She's just very, like, she's just, like, a very a beam of light. And she's, like, a very mm-hmm. genuine person. And I feel like that's why she had such a long career in TV and in film, just because of her personality and her genuineness. And so it's just, it's always sad um, to see somebody like that pass on. Mm, yeah man don't get me started i i don't know if i'm what i call i guess i'll call it that now you know like how when michael jackson died or like when certain people die you'd be like where were you when you heard this right and i think betty white was like you said already outlined she's a legend she's icon like she's the golden girls was phenomenal like she's she's kind of just been that face of Yo, like, you know, some people just feel like they've been that age their whole lives. Like the way they look. Yeah. Like Morgan Freeman's another one. And you just look at Betty White and you're just like, oh, she's damn near immortal. She just literally like you just never think you never think she's going to die. Exactly. Like, you know, you never think she's going to die at all. So like when something like this happens, especially like right before she she said that she wanted to celebrate her 100th birthday. And that was such a milestone. Um, yeah. in and of itself just being 100 even though me personally i would never ever ever want to live to 100 if i live to 100 i gotta be like 102 so i can be the three century man i talked about this many times 100. i need to live in all three centuries if you're gonna put me if god's gonna make god willing i'm trying to live a long life but if god is gonna make me live past 100 man just make it 102 and just off me like that's it i don't need that but no uh, i need goddamn like 120 145 i i yeah Oh, okay. No, none of that. But no, definitely that was a big shocker to, to hear about this, especially on the last day of 2021. Like, yeah, like, wow, going into the new year with that tragedy, like, what mm-hmm. the fuck? It definitely just kind of changed the whole vibe of New Year's Eve. Literally. And, and it was just kind of like, damn, it just, I don't know. It just feels like, wow, I never thought. I mean, you kind of knew, like, obviously, we would see that one day, especially of her age, like at her age, we were just going to see that one day happen. But just to have it just, just happen, just kind of, it feels like kind of blindsided. It doesn't yeah, feel real until it's real, you until know? Until it's real, yeah. And it's just, yeah, yeah, definitely Betty White's icon, definitely one of the one of, you know, uh, just yeah, like I said, a legend, just just somebody that you know we've always championed, and one of the few white people yeah. we champion. <laughs> Yeah. Rest in peace, Betty White. Prayers to her family. And um, yeah, rest in peace. What you got for me? Oh, man. In case you missed it, bro. I know. I think we recorded maybe the day before it aired. But man, we got to talk about the insecure. 
series finale. I was about to say season series finale. Oh. Man, it was oh it was something, it was man. Beautiful. You know, for the listeners that don't know, me and Jay are big, big fans of Insecure. Just it, it's it's we a great are. show. Ever since it, it debuted in 2016, I want to say, like right when we were coming into college, it was a big, big mm-hmm. show for us. It was it was a just just kind of just us kind of coming up, and we're we're experiencing a little bit of adulthood. Obviously, not on the same level as Issa in the show, yeah. but it was also, something kind of. Um, uh, warning, there's going to be spoilers. That's all I want oh, yeah, to say, yeah. but go there ahead. You go. There you go. Spoilers for sure, but I really don't give a fuck. Just like I told y'all niggas with Spider-Man, <laughs> y'all niggas should have been saw this shit. Come on. It's it's on HBO Max. It's on the internet. Y'all niggas got to use your resources. Anyway, Insecure. Yeah. No, it was that series finale, man. I know some people didn't like it, but overwhelmingly, I saw that people loved it, and I loved it too, man. Like, it was... Yes. I, think it was I think it wrapped up a really good story in such a great and like creative, unique way that kind of represents what the whole show meant, like being insecure, like the whole show, she was insecure. And I read like something about, uh, about like, you know, she, that mirror voice that she had was like her insecurity. I have that. Yeah, exactly. You have that voice in your head and she had that as like a personification as like a mirror um Mm -hmm. and it was kind of like her insecure self and you know by the end of the series she wasn't insecure and it was just kind of a good full circle moment but it definitely you know and i think she she put it she put it perfectly because (laughs) excuse me it's not the rona i promise Uh oh we can get into that Uh okay Uh oh Um, shit okay so (laughs) she was saying that like because they were asking her do you think at the end of the series that like Issa and Molly are they still insecure and it's like she said something to the she said something to the um she was like if when the characters are aware of their insecurities and then they just know how to navigate with them and accept them that's when they become secure and I was like that is like dope as fuck because I think of myself too like I have different insecurities and like they have made me insecure in life a lot of the time but when I know them and I know what they are and like I accept them, I know how to they 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 can't inhibit me because I already know that they're there. Like the intended blow is gone because I already know about the insecurity. I accept myself and so I'm able to move forward. And I'm like, that makes sense because you get that throughout the show. Like she each season you see her kind of like working through an insecurity and like, okay, this is where I'm at and this is how I'm moving forward. And it all kind of like wrapped up nicely and the finale and it's like she still has some insecure you could tell there's still some insecurities but it's like right season one Issa is like oh like what am i gonna do this is the end of the world and at the end of the show she's like okay this is what we're gonna do and let's just ride the wave mm-hmm. it might not be good and it might not be bad but we're just gonna ride the wave it is what it is i see you and let's do it and i yeah. loved that and that's growth that's the definition of growth and you know that it reminds me of that meme. It was from Insecure, like what's with that Kelly. Growth? Yeah, you know what's that growth? It, it is, and you know, for a show to be so, she's the most beautiful character. Oh yeah, she definitely needs a spinoff. HBO, you know what to do if you if you fumble that shit. Literally, come on HBO. But yeah, such a phenomenal show. <laughs> Issa Rae has such a great run. I think it, it was very needed uh, for us as a community. It, it showcased. Um, it had it had such a a very I guess. I know, lack of a better word, normal 
representation of black life instead of just exaggerated. Like, you know, you kind of get those type of, you know, as an actor, you get those same themes. Black people get those same themes, those, those same typecast, you know, in movies and whatnot. You got to be the gangster. You got to be the, you know, the, the the ghetto, loud black woman. And for like, you know, dark skinned black women to have a representation where they can be vulnerable, where they can be lovable, where they can be just um, just show their humanity to, to everybody that, you know, might see something otherwise is, is very important and is very needed for that. And yeah, and even black men too. it, it show black men in a great in a in a very diversified way that you don't see you see the average black man that's trying to get up off his feet that's not super hood that's not super crazy that's not super whatever it's it's, it's something that's that that unites the humanity in black people and i think she did such a such a great job with that so i definitely kudos to Issa ray for amazing phenomenal series amazing phenomenal, phenomenal. series all five seasons and I can't wait to, to see what's next. I can't wait to see what's next. But shout out Lawrence. I have oh. to say that one time because I was Lawrence Hive and he he got his shit at the end. I'm definitely, definitely proud. And I'm glad Issa and Molly made up too. Well, not made up, but like came together and had that realization. Bro, like from season Molly four. fucking got married. I'm like, and oh she my got married, God. bro. And she got yes. married. It was such a great it's a fucking it's so many Korean. Man, oh we can talk about this. We have oh. a whole podcast episode talking about this whole thing. But yeah, it's we definitely should. a great. Shout out to yeah. Lawrence. Shout out to Issa. Fuck Nathan. And a lot of you niggas is Nathans out here. Okay, no, let me say this. I'm going to say this before we move on. I got to say two things. Now, <laughs> oh, hold on. Hold on one second. My mom is calling me. Give me a second. This is this this the timing. Be. She always, it always is interrupted. Okay. But what mm. I'm going to say is, um, this might be important. Um, Two things. I was team Nathan because I felt that Issa needed some some change. I think that she needed to change her pace. But mm -hmm. I didn't realize until this that episode that Nathan was just a weak person. And so I got it. She had to leave. And I still kind of didn't want her with Lawrence. I wanted somebody new. Mm -hmm. But you, I mm -hmm. like how she wrote it, that it happened naturally. It, yeah. People were like, oh, she should choose Lawrence right then, right there. That was yeah. too forced. Mm -hmm. I hated that. It was way too forced, mm -hmm. and um, it, it was just too much. I did not like that. So I'm glad that it was a natural progression toward each other. Um, and mm -hmm. then the the second thing that I'll say before we move on, because we got mm -hmm. a couple other things. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, one thing that I love about Issa Rae is, um, it, I'll, I'll do a quote by Elaine Hansberry. She said, the most ordinary person has elements of profundity, of profundity, and that's what insecure is. Just ordinary people and their elements of their life are so profound. It's so like relatable. So, oh, yeah. kudos to you. Fact. Yeah. All right. In case you missed it, Omicron is out here and it is getting people. Mm. Get your vaccine. Get vaxxed because it is out here and it's. I heard. Okay. So. I'm going to preface this with this. I'm not a doctor. I don't work for the yeah. CDC. So don't take, don't quote me with anything. Please go do your research and look it up. Um, but I heard that this one is one of the most contagious um, uh, variants. Uh, I heard that it's not as deadly though, but still it's, it's COVID. So like, you know, <laughs> it's COVID. Um but yeah, it, it, the cases are going up, like rising, rising. I feel I, I just heard, too, that California 
has one of the biggest cases. It was New York. Um, now it's California. California has taken over for the most cases of Omicron. Mm. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. No. Hey, Michigan was up there too. I remember Michigan was. Oh yeah. States that I, had a lot of people that was on that. Um, but yeah, I don't no. Even get there's not even a mask mandate in Michigan, right? Like how? how uh, I mean, not how? A, it's 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 not it hasn't been a mandate for real in a lot of places since the vaccine came along like once it once the vaccine came along and more people got vaccinated you saw the numbers of the people that got vaccinated a lot of these businesses a lot of these corporations you know they kind of lifted the mass mandate or like at least for their own uh i guess their own establishments they lifted the mass mandate so like people can kind of go in if you're fully vaccinated um so yeah i mean that's been the case for a lot of states michigan you know obviously omicron fucked us up it really did yeah. uh, so yeah no yeah omicron here's been crazy bro like if you thought about like your new year's plans like you in new york you know i was in michigan i'm back in columbus by the way um uh but like it it's it's been it's been it's been permeating like just just everywhere for so long it kind of reminds me of how it was in march 2020 just kind of when this time started. there's no lockdown Ex- well yeah exactly and and the og COVID you know, came in, wrecked some shit. We was, you know, we was in quarantine. It was just everywhere. And then, like, the variants came along once the vaccine came along. Well, it was a little bit before then, but the vaccine came like, along and really kind of increased that. Who does COVID think it is? Fucking Loki? All these fucking variants? All these fucking going variants. On? Hey, Loki, some of... Hey, Loki, Loki. But, but Loki, some of these variants flopped. Delta flopped for, for me. Delta flopped. Oh my flopped. God. I don't know. If you think about it, like if you think about the OG COVID, that nigga came in swinging. He was that nigga was everywhere. He was in everybody that was just anybody that was all out and about. You didn't know if you had, it, especially like because the testing, nobody knew how to test. Nobody had any type of treatment for it. It was just like if you got that bitch, you got that bitch. If you sick, if you got that bitch, you just got a quarantine. That's just what the state of the world is. And then I think just yeah. other variants came along. Delta came along and. It didn't really do much. I've heard about it and it was around, but it didn't really do much like Omicron is doing right now. And, you know, it's kind of just in everybody. I feel like it's, I know so many people that got it. Luckily, I've been able to dodge it. I've been boosted. But like, I, but like you said, like, you know, there's get your breakthrough booster. Cases. you know, there's breakthrough cases, get your booster for sure. But, you know, we're not, if you have certain views I about that, we're not trying to sway you, but yeah, this, I we're think telling you the fact. If you don't want to get vaccinated, the best thing that you can do is please wear a mask and please social distance like and i know like with the u.s like being open like there's no quarantine but like if you go out like that is gonna increase your chances of getting it especially if you're not protected by the vaccine and i don't know it's just crazy how people just don't want like don't even want to wear their masks so i have a story too so i went to go see (laughs) ain't too proud um y'all should see that show it's going on tour it's about the temptations but there's this guy we were walking this shit was wild and he was jewish and uh he didn't want to put his mask on at all Mm -hmm. um and the the people the staff are like yeah you have to put your mask on if you want to come see the show and he's like you can't tell me what to do this is a nazi germany and I'm like, why the fuck would you say that? Like, what is wrong with you? We're just, just put your mask. Like, it's not that deep. That would be like if I was there and I'm like, this isn't Jim Crow. You can't tell me to put my mask. Like, who the fuck says that? Like, right. what is wrong with you? Man, so, this is wild. This whole this whole ordeal. Yeah, like, is wild. 
literally over a mask like that's like the bare minimum that you can do and it's just really concerning to me because it's like people don't even want to do that but they're so tired of this pandemic but it's like if you don't want to follow if you don't want to do anything how do you expect this to be over how you know yeah but you know it's just a lot of people with different viewpoints that just think different things and it's just too much you know clashing of different ideals and whatnot and it's just not getting us anywhere you know we don't have any help crazy from the government we have no help call me crazy but i did not think that this would cause this much of a clash of ideas it would get this politicized one would think there is a deadly virus that has never been on earth and it's killing everybody let's get together and do what we need to do to protect ourselves i thought it would be so simple i don't know why i must be naive or very optimistic but you know you're very optimistic but that's just your character but no i I knew i knew how niggas was gonna be like i knew from the get-go like you we've that was the COVID hit in the most polarizing point in probably i I don't want to say in american history but one of the most polarizing points in american history with donald trump as Mm. president commander-in-chief of the united states him being president for the last three and a half years before covid hit and him having such an impact on the country his infrastructure and just how we engaged in just political debates whatever just like how that has come about like it's it's changed fundamentally changed um just how we go just how everything is run is ran especially at that point so when a virus hit we already had two opposing sides that were at the at the apex Two people, two sides of the same, well, two sides of the same coin, I'll say, like Democrats, Republicans, and then just kind of a lot of people aligning with either side and having different justifications for it. Obviously, you got people that is vaccine hesitant, don't want to, you know, didn't want to take the vaccine until they saw like certain certain people that they know like go through it or certain da- data to come back about the vaccine. And that's understandable. And that's understandable. Hesitant. And you have people who are like crackpots, you know, that just have all these like thoughts in mind and mindsets and then you have the idiots that are like the government's putting a chip in you through the vaccine yeah we already knew about that bullshit and you know the Uh, booster is just a whole nother topic because now you're just opening another can of worms because like oh we got to keep getting shots blah 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 but you see like the 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 variants are going to keep i mean the the back uh the virus isn't going to stop mutating it's going to keep doing this until niggas are vaccinated but like i said i'm not trying to sway nobody but i'm telling you the facts that's how it works it's herd immunity Mm-hmm. In Omicron, we see Listen how much to Darren. Darren is us. a wise man. And I'm telling you, Listen, see how Darren this is affected is a wise, us. Man. And this Omicron shit isn't is. Hey, look, it might be milder than a lot of the other COVID strains, but this shit ain't no joke either, man. This shit needs to be taken just as seriously as all the other fucking strains, except Delta. That nigga flopped, like I said. But I'm Omicron, screaming. you all niggas need to take that shit seriously. So yeah, um, definitely. Yeah, we could talk. We could do a podcast about that. And prayers out all to right, everybody that has it. Well wishes to everybody that has it all that yeah um and um uh, and sorry uh thoughts and prayers to people who have uh who've lost people to it um yeah, yeah, yeah. that's it for sure um sorry right. you missed it i gotta ask you i know you're a big big fan of this family this is one of your favorite families you watch their show every now and then and Bible, i just gotta I ask do. you man Bible, i know I you do. know and i know you know man we gotta talk about your boy, well, I'm gonna say your boy Tristan. But He's not my boy. boy. Your girl Chloe will say that's that. My your girl. girl Chloe. That's my What's girl. up? What's up, man? Come on, how you how you feel about this whole situation, man? You 
I know it's been it's been okay. so ongoing, and it's, I just gotta get your opinion on it. Chloe, I love you so much. I hope you know this. Chloe, you are probably one of my, you and Kim are probably two of my faves just because y'all are real as fuck. And Chloe, you are funny as fuck. Like, I feel like me and Chloe have the same personality. (sighs) I feel bad for you, but I don't at the same time because you knew this is who he was. Like, I just, I don't know. I, I, we say this all the time on the podcast, but trying the same thing twice and expecting different results is the definition of insanity. insanity. And so it's like, I can only feel so bad when you continue to, I don't know. Mm-hmm. And it's not your fault. I do want to preface it with, it's not your fault. He is a shitty individual. He is just horrible, but baby, you got to ha- want more for you. And I'm not, not to say that you don't, but like the type of person that I am, one time is enough for me, and I might give you a second chance. I'm I'm a stickler on second chances and daring mm-hmm. to tell you that. But mm-hmm. it takes one time for me. Like, I, I am a true believer in if people show you who the fuck they are, fucking believe them. Believe them. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. It's it's just it's shocking to me. Another baby, Tristan Thompson. Um, It's shocking, but not surprising. Actually, shocking does mean surprising. It's shocking, but it's not at the same time. I know so what it's you like, mean. Yeah. Yeah, like, I'm like, okay, like, fuck, like, he really is just getting off on her. That's the shocking part of it, like, the fact that she's letting him get off. The fact that he is doing what he's doing and being who he is is not shocking to me. We knew this is who he was. We know, we know Tristan. And it's like, this nigga is a fucking hamburger, too. You're getting (laughs) fucking... Hamburger. What the fuck? You're getting... (laughs) Yeah, like, you're... Like, you're letting a fucking burger do this to you. A fucking burger. A yeah, ham. burger. This nigga not yeah. even sweet on the on the court. He's not. He's, hey, Trips, he's Tristan fucking Thompson. Oh, man. Hey. <laughs> I'm just Bro, so sick of hearing about this shit, man. This shit has been going on for a good minute, man. When Jordan Woods was with Jada Pickett-Smith before Jada Pickett was in that entanglement type shit, back when everybody was on her going to her show to try to get healed and shit. Jordan Woods was there. <laughs> during that time and she was over there telling what her side of the story and we was all supportive of jordan woods but we were still kind of sort of supportive of the kardashians too because we didn't stop kind of like watching their show or like indulging in them and whatnot i feel like this is another example of the kardashian curse bro and i'm sorry this is just like obviously tristan yeah no that nigga niggas get away with a lot more too but that nigga definitely did what he did but he always was doing what he did and and chloe was always just like fuck it I'm, that's that's my nigga. I'm gonna go back to him. And yeah, I like I don't like, get why this is a storyline. We uh, this is why. Yeah, so it's just kind of like man, like who who cares at this point? Like like Tristan is gonna do Tristan you gonna shit. Keep being shit. You gonna keep taking him back or not? You gonna keep taking him back? I, I don't know. That. It might be done. Hey, that's hey. It might be done. A lot of the Kardashians have been done lately, and they've been leaving black people and going to white men. Oh my god! Yeah, hey, 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 Loki. It, remi- it reminds me of white women that only like black dick in college, and then they like graduate college, an and then they go take. find an upstanding white man that daddy would like. Oh god! They only fuck black dudes in college. Either way, uh, well, Chris it don't matter. It don't matter. Either way, Chris and Corey, Chloe Chris stupid, and Corey. Tristan stupid. Nobody knows what Tristan be doing outside of. Uh, fucking being a scandalous shit with the Kardashians. He plays for the Kings. Um, the Kings aren't but, that good. Um, Tristan also isn't that good. But yeah, 
Tristan Thompson, Khloe Kardashian. Yeah, Sorry. and and, and one, I will shout out. This doesn't have nothing to do with the topic, but Kim passed her baby bar. I do have to give her a shout out because Kim, I love you. And then also like that's like so fucking hard. I don't think a lot of people realize that like. She is not going to law school. She's literally studying and she's taking a baby bar. She still has to take the actual bar, but like that's like the less traditional route that you take and it's a little bit harder. But, you know, she got the money to pay for lawyers or not lawyers, but yeah, uh tutors and shit like that. So I mean Yeah, it's it's hard and she but she got the resources, so but I'm still happy for her. I'm still that's very backhanded. It's still hard nonetheless. I'm happy for you, Kim. And yeah. Yeah, I just can't wait for her to be like Bible. He wasn't there at the scene of the incident. This is his alibi. You can't think she's gonna sound just like that? No, well, she probably can't say that. But you know, I love to yeah. have fun on here. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Either way, Kardashians, y'all know how to finesse niggas. Kardashian curse, y'all keep it going. One of the biggest businesses in the country. So, anyway, um, did we have one more? Uh. Not really, but I do want to say I do want to say um prayers. I just gotta say prayers to A B Antonio Brown. Like I fuck with A B. Um I fuck with his game for a minute and just to see, you know, a lot of you know, over the years he's kind of been spiraling. And I won't go into details about a lot of that, but um if people haven't seen, you know, he just got cut from the Buccaneers, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um you know, for a lot of reasons, it's it's, it's other reasons, uh, it's other NFL reasons besides that. But we're not a podcast for sports, so I won't go yeah. too in depth about that. But yeah, definitely. I don't even watch the AB. ball. I just got, I just got versed in basketball. I'm very yeah, good um, basketball game. Yeah, um, yeah, but yeah, that hopefully you know he's good and he can you know power through this and yeah, yeah, no, definitely prayers, Davey. All right, well, let's bring it in for the it's, it's prime time. What are we talking about tonight? Prime time, prime time. This is our prime topic. Uh, I kind of wanted to talk about this for a minute, and I I don't know if we've had conversations about this out just just on our own. I mean, we probably had here and there, maybe like bits and bites and pieces of it, but um, I don't I don't know. I just think that I don't know. And since we're living it, me and you as black men in america like we kind of experience yeah, a lot no, i'm just kidding the <laughs> fuck uh <laughs> fuck out of here either way like we're both we both kind of see like we both kind of live through this i don't know this this kind of maze that america is and you know we might be the most undervalued but i feel like we have so much value to like the maybe like people that might have more of the power in America. So like when I think about that, you just you kind of think about the ways that, you know, the higher ups kind of profit off of us. And, you know, and you think about like just how black people have been so influential in culture and um and just a lot of the purchasing power that black people have. Um, you just kind of think about the black experience and how that be, how, how that has kind of grown as a commodity. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I don't know. I just wanted to talk about that for a little bit, because it, it's kind of interesting if you think about just the history of black people in America being slaves um, mm-hmm. and just kind of actually being bought and sold based off like physical attributes, 
based off like uh, how much monetary gain the person that's buying them would make. And it's kind of evolved or devolved. I don't know the right word to say, but to the point where like, you know, maybe slavery is not evolved, evolved, but like devolved at the same time because it's still kind of here. But it's like, no, it's kind of like a different form of slavery. We're kind of the new slaves where to the to the point where we're like, you know, we're kind of objectified a lot in media. We're objectified a lot in the judicial system. We're 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 kind of the. We're kind of seen as like the other. You feel me? So like when when you when you're seen as the other, it's a lot easy of to, com- to to commodify that. You feel me? So like I kind of want to just. And it's a lot of cultural. Oh my bad, I didn't mean to no, cut no, no. You off. I mean, yeah, I was, I was already I about. To was he like, already ready. He already ready. I'd have had to introduce that bitch. That nigga was ready. Because I know, I know, niggas last week was like they're cutting each, they're cutting each other off. It's too tense. Yeah. First of oh, all, yeah. I all just have niggas, to say something. All y'all I just have man. to say something. <laughs> if we just agreed all the time on every fucking thing, that would be a boring fucking show. I just exactly. gotta let you know. That's what I, I just gotta let you in on a little secret. Boy. So I mean, we gave you guys content. Last week, and look, I'm not salty, but I'm just trying to explain to you how it works. This, this, <laughs> that's how it works. That's, that's how it if works. you're listening to a podcast that they're just like, "Yep, you you think that I agree to?" That's a boring ass podcast. Boring. I'm pretty sure. So, yeah. But what I was gonna say on this is, there's two things that I think of with this topic. So the first thing is, they want our rhythm, but they don't want our blues. You know, mm-hmm. they want to be a nigga so bad. Nigga. They want they want the cornrows and the, the lips and the skin and everything. But when it's time to be black, when it is time to face and to stand up for the mm. injustices that mm. um are that we go through, when it is time for for them to check their privilege that they have over us, it's like, nope, I, I don't know what you're talking about. Why is everything about race? It's that. And then the second thing that I think about is there's, and basically what I'm referring to is cultural appropriation. There's a bunch of cultural appropriation, especially when it comes into to media. Like there's a bunch of people trying trends and stuff like that. But like if, if a black person does it, it's unprofessional. And, and and we can get on a, a different tangent, but mm-hmm. with professionalism, because honestly, professionalism is low key, a little bit racist within itself, because it's like how is somebody's natural hair unprofessional, but, you know, because it's not straight or it's not like, you know, we can get into that. But yeah, there's just a bunch of cultural appropriation, a bunch of, you know, fake being there. And it it and it, it really is showcased in media. These white people try to make commodities off of off of us. That's why you have mm-hmm. shows about black people where there are no black writers. How the fuck does that work like but i was making I was all watching... his money yeah exactly mm-hmm. i was watching the fresh prince um br- the reunion it's on hbo y'all should watch that it's really good but like yeah. all the actors were talking about like how like they kind of had to like band together and stick together and like kind of like advocate for themselves in the writing room because there were no black writers but this was a black show and like them writing different shit, and it's like a black person would never fucking say this shit. Like, what what are you guys doing? Mm-hmm. So it's just 
that that's always been fascinating to me and that's why i love people who like Issa ray that we talked about earlier who like it's her own shit she has a writer's room and it's full of people of color and a diversified spectrum of people of color to be able to tell that story and that's why i think insecure works the way that it does and that's how you can tell the difference between an insecure type show and then like you got a show like Sorry, Kenya, but you got to show like blackish. Like you can oh. tell the difference. You really can tell. But yeah, <laughs> blackish. Yeah, Sorry, blackish Kenya. had to catch the stray. Uh, <laughs> hey, Grownish was a good show. I haven't I haven't watched it past the first I love season. Grown-ish. I don't know any story past that, but Grownish was good first season. But yeah, no, this is everywhere. Grown-ish isn't bro. about black people though. I mean, there's black stories in it, but Grownish is. But not, yeah, it's not really you know, blackish. Is about a black family but yeah but like yeah. but like you said so you know, my my great. expectations for blackish are gonna be a lot more than it is for for grownish <laughs> no i feel you so no i concur like everything you just said so like this is everywhere bro like this is this isn't just an entertainment this is that well athletics is kind of entertainment but like the workforce athletics marketing clothes. like like marketing in general just like clothes games just like what it is and, and it like i said it like i said earlier i touched on it a little bit but this just really goes back to how you know black people or african americans in this country you know just their value based off like what they can provide from like a physical standpoint especially when it was like during the uh transatlantic slave trade where we were just value mm-hmm. based off how what we can do and like how we can do it and and you know it's just kind of like who has the most talent who has the most attractive body, you know, that kind of gets into the entertainment value, who looks the best on screen, who, who can like, um, who can kind of draw that type of awe from people who are outside of that race that don't really respect the race, but like see it as like an outside. When I say the other, I didn't coin that. That's from bell hooks. I don't know if people know about bell. the bell hooks. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. We didn't rest in peace to bell hooks. Rest in peace. Yes. Bell we rest definitely did not do that. Uh, but rest in peace to Bell Hooks, an amazing yeah, author, uh, a pioneer in 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 black um experiences, just like uh expressing the black experiences through uh the written word. She does she she's done such a great job. But yeah, she she explained that, and it's just like she explained like how we're all the other, especially black women, um, just like how they're just kind of seen as like. There's obviously they're already objectified in society, but like every other aspect in society, you don't you don't realize like how much how much is permeated and how much like our brains are like kind of tainted to the point where we see like not I'm not saying necessarily us, but like just just the American society sees how they portray yeah. or how they view black women. And they kind of see that as just like, oh, yeah, you're just. You're just somebody I can like look at like you were a pretty face. You feel me? And I just kind of. It just kind of, you know, it's dehumanizing. Dehumanizing, like it is. So it just, it just kind of shows, like it kind of strips away that humanity in us, and it just really only focuses on profit. And it's just funny, like, and I said this, like, while you're talking, but I said this as I said this, like, everybody want to be a nigga until it's time to be a nigga, Mm -hmm. until it's really time to be a nigga, like, and you know, like us being like actual black men, like. We we see what it's like to be black outside of like maybe like the 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 commodifying of it, just like, oh, like it's the sensationalization of black skin or like black talent, whatever. We see what it really can entail, especially in this country. And even in 2020, like a couple of years ago, like with the various debt, like just police brutality and whatnot, we kind of see 
what this can really turn into. And it's just a derivative of slavery and just how much we're undervalued in this country, but we're overvalued based off what we can provide for it. And it's just insane to me how like that's become such the norm, but it's so ingrained in society. And it's just like, it's 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 like, it's just very interesting. It's just like, I don't know. And it's like what you said though. It's the thing, like it's sad, but it's like not surprising. It just evolved into a different form. This is basically modern day slavery, like it is. And it's like, here's my thing. And this is going to be a very radical viewpoint for some people, but I don't give a fuck. This is, I'm going to just keep it real with y'all. Uh-oh. Any system in this world that has something embedded in it, let's talk about racism and let's talk about the Constitution. Let's talk about the. Y'all got BSA Jake coming in this bitch. BSA. <laughs> BSA, nigga. (laughs) But all those systems, you can't reform the racism out because it's embedded in the DNA of it. The only way to get rid of it is to demolish it, abolish it, and start new. There needs to be a revolution, point blank. Now, um, I'm not gonna be the nigga to start that. I will be honest. You know, I, 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 I don't, I. I, I I have some growing to do before I can get there and some learning, but there it needs to happen for this to for things to truly change, or else it's just gonna keep getting reformed. I'm gonna say that in quotes into some other bullshit. Like when you even look at like police officers, the badge, like that star, and I'm putting y'all hip to some shit right now. That star was the same star used for slave patrols when there were runaway slaves and they would have to come get them back. That was the same star. But that is still used in law enforcement. That is fucked up. Like, they can't get an acorn or something. Like, that star is still there. And so that goes to show you that that racism, that thinking, it's not gone. It's just reformed into something else. Yeah. Yeah, no, it just it just gets repurposed, and it's just it just yeah. rears this ugly head in different forms, and and it's just crazy how you have like this history with such dehumanization of black people and and and, and just praise of like what we can offer is just it, it just gives birth to so much cultural appropriate appropriation, and it's just you get you get that in so much shit, and we have so many eras of white people acting so black that they've gotten like so much success because they acted black. Um mm-hmm. the, uh couple years ago, Miley Cyrus, her twerking, whole, her, her whole twerking era. That that was her that was that whole shit where she was mm-hmm. just like on stage twerking every single fucking show in the club high up work with some shades on. She had Set all mini skirt with my shades on. Y'all had Hannah Montana on stage shaking ass. First of all, that, y'all didn't see at the moment like not, fucking crazy. Hold on, wait a second. She, she was wasn't shaking. Well, she was shaking ass. leg. She was shaking, she was shaking leg. She was shaking leg. Let's <laughs> okay. either way. The fact that we, especially us, our generation, we came, we come up in an era where we see Hannah Montana on Disney Channel. Next thing you know, we see her go ahead twerking on Robin Thicke. What? A joke. Like, nigga, what? Like, bro, like, this shit, like, joke. obviously, like, this is something that we popularize. We popularize twerking. Black people, black women. We, yeah. Like, black women specifically popularize twerking. It's the fact that everybody's kind of adopted that. Iggy Azalea, her white rapping ass, like, she's over here rapping. She put on a super black scent. That shit. 
Yeah, I gotta say, even Macklemore, if you think about the males, like Jack, even Jack Harlow. I like Jack. I fuck with Jack, but you gotta be honest. Like this, this is not his culture, but he yeah. does a better job than most to try to, you know, big up the culture that you know gave gave him his success. But most of the times, bro, like they don't give a fuck. Like they don't big up the culture that gives them that that, that success. And it's so much. What Michael Jackson say? Stuff. What Michael Jackson say? All I wanna say is that they don't really care about us. Go listen to that song, y'all. Go listen to it again. Right. I think some of y'all missed that. I think some of y'all missed no. that. Go listen to that song. But like music, but yeah, TV, all that shit, like R and B, white people trying to get into that because it's such a money maker for us. And and I oh, I even asked you this, like, um, uh, I know it's it's popular. It's a popular like I guess I won't say fact, but it's a popular opinion of a lot of people that. Madonna created Vogue, or she popularized. She did not Vogue. create Vogue, or like she pop. Well, she popular. I guess she popularized it. But like, how do you feel? Like, because that's that comes from the black LGBT. That comes from black like law culture. It, exactly. So it's like it's so many aspects of that. So like you see like so much of that in everywhere. Like now, I just want to ask you, like, just how do you, how do you feel about Madonna getting the credit for that? Especially if that's something from the community that you that 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 you're a part of. I think that's so fucking hilarious that she gets the credit for that, and then just like knowing the history and I shit. I'll be honest, I didn't know either until I knew. Um, right. But you know, when you know better, you do better. But I watched this show called Pose. Darren, you got to watch Pose. Go watch Pose. I feel I've like it, it. it would be very educational for you. For me, being a person in the LGBT community um, and watching Pose, it was very informational for me. I learned different things about my community that I, that I didn't know, and I'm still learning. Um, but yeah, like just seeing how voguing came to be and how it like it was very popular in ball culture and then how this white woman makes this song um, – and then she gets the credit like that shit's like a smack in the face to all the people who do that like people do these balls in vogue and that's their life and have mm. you know put time and dedication into it and a white woman comes along and makes a song and she gets popularized for it and it's 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 kind of interesting too cuz they talk about it in the show too um like is this a good thing is this a bad thing because it it, it kind of did put voguing on a big platform because it's madonna but it's like should she get the credit for it and absolutely not so like yeah go check out pose check out that show look into ball culture and all of that but yeah no i'm, I'm gonna definitely check that's it out. what i think about that no yeah <laughs> yeah I mean, you guys, it, it's it's good yeah it's, it's only three seasons too it's an easy watch it's easy watch okay all right i'm gonna I'm gonna, FX. I'm it Look, it's FX. Anything on FX, you know, Snowfall is on FX. And, and Atlanta. That's a good fucking Snowfall show. On, hey, and Snowfall Atlanta. and Atlanta, they're coming back. They're coming yeah. back. So if you know, if you know, those are on FX. So Pose is a good show. That shit is on no, FX. No, I'm going to fuck okay? with it. I'm going to fuck with it. I've only heard good things about uh, um, Pose. But yeah, no. it's Billy Porter, MJ Rodriguez. I love them. But no. No, I, I definitely see where, where, what you mean. It's just... The whole concept or the whole conversation of cultural appropriation. And a lot of people say, like, when people appropriate you, it's the sincerest form of flattery. It's, it's, I can see where people, like, maybe think of that, like, oh, yeah, you see us as, like, 
just them niggas. I guess I guess just them, just the people that knows how to sway thought, knows that knows how to like push the culture, that knows how to do that just by being can kind of shift shift waves just like in, in life and lifestyle and society. And that's just what black people are. And but, I guess I mean, go ahead, go ahead. I guess I could see that, but like it's not like we're getting our flowers for it. Like exactly. it'd be different that's if you're like, oh, going. this is flattery and you're giving us our flowers. Nah, we get called unprofessional for this shit, but they mm-hmm. make money off of this shit. Mm-hmm. Oh, so. unprofessional. That just reminds me. Hairstyles. That's another one. Hairstyles. Like, white women, stop fucking wearing box braids. You don't look good. Your <laughs> hair isn't good for that shit. And white and men stop be like, fucking oh having God, fucking oh waves. They'll be like, oh my God, all my hair came out. I can't. Um... And y'all white I can't men believe can't this, and it's no like, waves, that's because it's not for your Stop hair. it. Stop it. Ideals, yeah. Stop it. Like, y'all, can, y'all be doing too shit. much, bro. White people be doing too much, man. And that just all goes back to the black dollar, bro. Black dollar is the most. Yeah. Well, I think it's the second most, like, uh, I guess, like, the, the most, like, consumer. We're the most consumer, like, population, like, that consumes so much, like, uh, or buy so much stuff. Yeah. And you know, we we kind of sway that. Um I think we have like a like a one trillion dollar spending power or something like that. I think. Dang. Um and that's like more than like a bunch of countries like Spain, Mexico, the Netherlands. <laughs> like we our purchasing power as African Americans in the, the country of the United States of America as black people, we have like over like a trillion dollar spending power. And the fact that we just spend so much and that we influence so much we're valued but not valued in the way that like that kind of highlights our humanity if that makes sense so i don't know if you're not black fuck y'all for real because what the fuck give us our flowers it's the cool factor people like to be black because it's cool it's the cool shit to do it's the cool we are the shit i can't i can't deny i can't deny we are the shit i love being black bro i would not want to fuck with any other race like i I wouldn't want (laughs) to <laughs> I wouldn't want to be any other race. Not fuck with, but I wouldn't right. want to. Somebody's going to grab that clip and be like, hey, damn, y'all niggas Darren take Allen's everything head. out of fucking context. Bro, y'all niggas. Like it. Joe Budden being bisexual for one week and then the next week he's like, just kidding. Hey, guys. Oh, man. No, that nigga's tripping. Hey, but they take snippets of everything. Like that Fresh and Fit podcast. Yeah. That bullshit. The, the, the one with the nigga that was talking all that shit about uh, black women. He's like, uh, I don't know if he's Indian nigga. I don't know if he's black or not, but he got he got on for like talking about Asian doll or like talking shit about Asian doll. She walked out. Um, podcasts like that are stupid. I hate podcasts like that that just try to undermine black women or try to undermine certain people in general. Like it don't have real conversations, yeah. the same internet conversations that everybody has, and they try to give the same internet takes that we see every day on Twitter. Yeah, like we're tired of shit like yeah, that. We're tired of you using your podcast, bro. Y'all have no personality. Y'all try, y'all try to get traction because y'all can bash black women. Like that's just lame. As that's fuck. just like, how do you like? Uh, lame like, as are fuck, you bro. Y'all niggas is lame. Y'all niggas is weak as hell. But anyway, but yeah, that, I just, I just, I, I just had to talk about that because it's just, it's just interesting to think about just how, just how we are, how we're, how we're just so important to American society, just all the way back to the 17th century, even like with slavery, like how we kind of, we built this country. And we've kept this country. Brick by brick. Brick by brick, nigga. 
And, we and we'll be damned if we let another nigga fuck it up because you don't like how he talk. Hey, I, hey, man, white people, fuck y'all. It's like, no, I fuck with some white oh people. But most most white people. Yeah, some of y'all are cool, bro. Like, some of y'all. Some There's of y'all, a lot of white people out right. there that are not cool. But anyway, I'm done. Yeah. All right, it's time for our encore topic of the night. Tonight we are talking about how social media is fucking just evolving. And the one thing that mm. I'm noticing is there's like a lot of upgrades and like, you know, different things added to these apps. So like now, like there's like this Twitter blue, you can pay for Twitter, you can pay to edit your tweets. And it's not really editing a tweet. You just have time to like stop it before it goes out like 20 seconds. There's um, the metaverse coming. Facebook is now meta whatever the fuck okay <laughs> there's there's you know it's interesting and then also too like i think like instagram is kind of like the first where we see like that commodity type thing happening because the stores and everything i remember i remember everybody was like really pissed about that um and then just like in the social aspect um things are changing too because i know on instagram like they you have the option to like hide how many people are liking your photo like you can choose to show that or not so yeah i just want to have a conversation about like how shit is evolving and like how we feel about that so what do you think about that man oh man social media is interesting man because i don't know i feel like we've really seen it become i like we just we've seen it evolve we've literally like seen it become like how it was in its infancy and how it's kind of become so important or so integral in our everyday lives, like to the point where we're just like, yo, this is this is like game changing. And if you just think about like the cycle of social media, like social media has just risen. And it's been on the map since what, what the early two late nineties, early two thousands, like it was concurrent with the internet. Like when the internet was really popping, social media started, social networking started like growing, like finding ways to connect. And, you know, that's kind of like what the initial, I guess like the initial thought process of like uh, the developers that were developing these social networking sites, like wanted, you know, mm -hmm. just wanted us to be connected, you know, for such a long time, you know, as humans, like we haven't, you know, been like, we, we've had limited methods of communication. And with the internet, it allows us to connect to one source um, and allows us to connect with each other much easier. So like, and especially in the early 2000s, us, and especially like we grew up in early 2000s, seeing like the different at, uh, social media apps that kind of grew and then kind of died and then other ones took its place, like like Rise and Friendster and LinkedIn and MySpace, like shit like that. Well, LinkedIn is still here, but MySpace, like, Oh, shit like that. Hold on, I have like, to say yeah. something about LinkedIn. I have to say something about LinkedIn. Go ahead. Stop fucking sliding into my DMs on LinkedIn. That is not what that is for. That is not what that is for. What are wow. you doing? Like, what are you doing? You are sliding stop in it. LinkedIn DMs. Hey, no. That's like, a good little play. That's not a bad play. Because if you see somebody and you see their profile, That's a bad you see play. they got a slide nice into my job. DM, I'm going to ignore the fuck out of you. But you see they have a nice job. You see they have a nice thing going for them that you can might as well, like, slide in. Because, you know, they already got shit popping. At least on the, if you got something popping on a professional site, it's much easier to be like, oh yeah, there's somebody I want to fuck with. It's clearly, it's just like that. As simple as that. I'm going to think you a fucking burger, bro. Don't slide into my LinkedIn DMs. What the fuck are you doing? Stop. 
<laughs> but that's just—I mean—but that's just how it is. There's just been so many social media sites, and obviously we were like young, young when that shit was popping, so we weren't really on those earlier sites. But like seeing that kind of like grow and die is like is really a testament to how social media is like really evolved to encompass everybody. Like and, you know, and it was just kind of. It was just hard to hard. It was hard for a lot of these companies like to navigate the internet because you know so many people didn't have the internet when the internet was here. It took a while for everybody to really have the internet. So like these social networking sites didn't really have. Rich got it first. The rich got it first. So like a lot of these social media sites grew from like very exclusive clubs like Facebook. I think it came out what two thousand four five. I seen the social network, but it was only for Harvard students, right? At first, it was only for Harvard yeah. students. Because they're the ones that had access to a specific internet and they can like connect because they're all on the same campus and then it grew from there. Um, especially when people have more access to those things. Um, but it's just interesting right. that like how that's like the initial that was the initial thought process to bring us all together to have like a a common social network where we can build our own profiles, where we can have our friends lists, where we can like even date. Um, but then it's just kind of become something um maybe i guess i guess on the you see the pros and the cons so especially now in 2022 we see the pros and cons of social media so much like we see how like you may have envisioned it to be a certain way but like now that we've like 10 15 20 years with social media we see how it's kind of grown to be something that could become nasty like obsession stalker mm-hmm. stalkership pedophile sexual assaulters it's a lot of things that you see when you have access to everyone you get everyone so like you get everyone so you get i just can only imagine the sick fucks looking me up right now you fucking fucks Ugh. they're probably not disgust me looking you up but anyway um come on you, you look me up let's come on come on Anyway, yeah. um, <laughs> so yeah, I, just, I, I do want to toss it back to you. Um, I guess what's your like, what's your overall opinion? I guess like, what's your overall opinion with social media now? Like now we have like with mobile social, social media. media. Like, we're not, we don't have, like we're not on Facebook no more. All of our mobile social media is kind of current, like Twitter, Instagram, yeah. YouTube, TikTok, Snapchat used to be something we used to do a lot in high school. But like when those things started growing and we all started having phones and having internet connection to those phones and we started like getting downloading those those sites that everybody's kind of on now. Just being like a, a user of all of these platforms, really, and you're a content creator on a lot of these platforms, too. So it's, it's kind of like, I how am. do you see this? Like, how do you I, I guess I don't want to ask, how do you see this going? How do you how do you feel about this? How do right I now? feel in yeah. general? Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> that's so funny about the Facebook thing because I'm not on. I'm there, but I'm not there. Okay. Not like I'm there for appearance, but all. I'm not there. <laughs> um, if I could do like if the type of things that I wanted to do, if being an entertainer did not necessitate necessi- did not. Well, I can't fucking speak. <laughs> if it didn't require me to use social media, I would not. I just feel like we. With social media, it's not, like, as authentic as people make it out to be. Nobody's posting uh, when you have seven zits on your face. Nobody's posting when you got yelled at by your boss. I mean, maybe on Twitter, but um, 
Yeah, like it's just and it can be really nasty. And I just I don't know, like oftentimes, like I find myself wanting to just like have a break from social media, but I can't because I do the podcast. I'm also mm-hmm. acting. So a lot of people with that, a lot of people go to your social media. I do the vlogs. And like, I remember when I first started YouTube, I was so obsessed about the likes of the videos and how many people saw it. And it, it began to be not fun. Like I dread it like recording and vlogging is supposed to be something that's super fucking fun. And like you're showcasing not only a piece of your life, but it's like a, a visual representation of moments that you have that are never going to happen again, but you always can look back on that. And that's supposed to be fun. You're supposed to enjoy that. And the fact that I was only concerned about likes, like that made me like have to really reevaluate, like, do I still want to do this? Am, am I doing it for the right reason? And now I post something and I don't give a fuck. I post, it's less pressure because it's like, I don't really care who is watching it. If it's for you, it's for you. If it's not, it's not. I'm doing this for me. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's how I approach social media. If I'm posting pictures and stuff like that, I'm doing it for me. And also to promote the shit that I have going. I'm not necessarily concerned about how many people like it or how many people view it. It'll get to the people that it's supposed to get to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. That was a long-winded answer, but that's how I No, I feel you. No. No, I, uh, I, no, I definitely see what you what you uh what you mean um i don't know it social media just feels like you said it fuels a lot of social comparison so you just kind of want to you see so many of the highlights you never see the lowlights you only see like the best part of people on social media because that's the one that you want to present to everyone so like you can be on social media you might not do the best and you see and you get on like instagram and you see like people in fucking um these other country states like just enjoying themselves like living the best lives because that's the shit they choose Jay's to manhattan living his best life yeah and then you might not be living your best life and you see that and you be like damn like maybe i'm a failure but like you're not necessarily a failure because like other people show you the best parts of their lives if you show the best parts of your life people would think you're living the best life but like we mm-hmm. we don't we don't have good moments all the time like but that's not the shit that you're going to show on social media. And that and that comparison becomes like a, a cancer in a, in a sense where like you just feel like that. Yes. That's part of me. Like that's like that's something that I kind of have to embrace because I am choosing to be on Instagram and I'm choosing to be exposed to everybody. But that's not the, that's not what you really should like think about. That's not something that you should be on. I've never right. really, never really been on that. And, you know. And that's just Instagram. We talk about Twitter. That's a fucking lawless land. If we really talk about Twitter, there's a huge (laughs) difference between the 2010 Twitter and the 2020 Twitter. The Twitter that we have now is so different than what, like, when this shit first started, when, like, you gave us an app where we just can give us in 140 characters, just give you our thoughts. Just our thoughts. What we're thinking. And in 2010, bro, we we wouldn't PC. We wouldn't. We didn't give a fuck. It was a crazy. It was a lawless land. You get on Twitter and niggas had jokes for days about everything. And you're like, niggas how did you fucking just say that? How could you say that? How could you, you say that? That's why people dig that. up old tweets and shit. And you'd be like, why do you think that? He's like, well, it was 2011. Everyone was saying bullshit. Yeah. But you that don't dig mine it, up. But it's just like I stand by it. I stand by what I said. Okay? I stand by what how I about said. that. But yeah, it just it just kind of just shows you like the this whole cycle 
it can be it's become like a negative thing mostly i feel like even though yeah. it's a lot of it like it might have started off very positive but it's become a negative thing oh and another point about twitter this might be a little off topic but also on topic black twitter has carried twitter for the last six seven eight nine ten years i don't even know probably like oh yes, we have. Oh, yes we we've have. carried twitter on it we've had this nigga on his back on our backs this whole time and I don't even know what white Twitter is talking about, but I know black Twitter is so funny. There's a white Twitter. Twitter is itself is white. Is it? it yeah. <laughs> but I feel like, but, but that goes about like how much of like what was talking about earlier about us being a commodity, like black Twitter is an example mm-hmm. of that. People get money off like black creators, TikTok. That's another big, that's something that really came about during quarantine. Black creators on TikTok kind of started a lot of these dances, a lot of these movements on TikTok. Mm-hmm. They don't get any of that money or they don't, don't get any of that like recognition as like the white creators would. And that's just yeah. another example of just how social media commodifies the black experience too. And it just, it really shows us that like just everything is against us in a sense. Um, but it I wants agree. to praise us. And, and yeah. Um, these are just the current social media too. But go ahead. Yeah, yeah. I just think I I like to keep it at this. Too much of anything is never a good thing, and social media is not excluded from that. So just always like make sure that you find the time to like unplug and just like do you and like don't try to find your worth in what you post or what other people are posting like. None of that shit matters. What matters is that you are happy and that you are not fucking with anybody else's happiness. That's all that really matters. That's that's all that makes life worthy. When you it makes life you life becomes worth living when you realize that these moments are irreplaceable. They're not going to happen again, and so you should cherish them instead of trying to like, oh, like let me record this moment. Let me get this on camera. Like the the actual memory of it and the actual moment in the moment is so priceless than mm-hmm. fucking a recording and a picture or a post or a tag or a hashtag like all this shit, none of this shit fucking matters it doesn't they don't they so. don't and and y'all can't y'all can't revolve your whole lives around it how do you uh want to ask you how do you feel about the metaverse that's coming i think that's it's coming look okay it's i think coming. that's going to be something for the, yeah. the generation that comes up under me like I get like each because there's a generation before us they don't know how to work this Twitter shit. That I feel like I'm about to feel like them for the metaverse. I'm not. I'm not interested. <laughs> I don't care. I really don't. <laughs> I don't care. I'm not interested. I just. It is what it is. Be great, metaverse. But uh, I'm be there. <laughs> but I, I got mixed feelings about it. That's it's the future. It rem, it's reminding me of like nfts and cryptocurrency and just a lot of the even that shit I'm just a like, lot of things are going to the digital space and we're and like me and you we're 23 years old bro like 10 years from now we'll be 33 we're, we'll still just be we'll be just as capable as we are now as we are now navigating like phones and shit like that 30 is not that it's not old so I just think that the metaverse is just an, another example of what's really about to happen. Like this is a this is the next step in social media. Us going into a virtual space, a universe that's all digital, that's all three D, that's all like avatar based. That's not necessarily us turning on a phone and typing and tweeting and posting pictures and whatnot. You see, just like it's like virtual reality, but social media. 
it's like it, it's giving you a virtual world a world that's like i don't know it's 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 letting you experience something that hasn't been experienced before a virtual space that lets you immerse yourself in it and be and do the same thing that we're already immersing ourselves with in like twitter and instagram but like vr headsets and us being literally ingrained in it and I don't know, that's so fascinating to me that we've gotten to the point where like we're really starting to see that. Obviously, the metaverse isn't going to become a real, real thing to probably like two, three, four, five years from now where it's like really something like that. But like niggas are putting millions and billions of dollars into it, especially Mark Zuckerberg changed the billions, whole company name to billions. Meta. He changed the name to Meta. Even though the, the app is still Facebook, he changed the name to Meta. It's not Facebook no more. He is in, He's invested in this. And this is what's happening. This is what's going to happen. I think the shit is weird as fuck. I'm sorry. I'm not. It's weird, I'm not but hey, bro, hey, you can't be an old ass nigga. It's gonna happen, bro. And you're gonna be on the metaverse. I'm shit, I'm be, we, I be an old ass nigga. When we Look, 32, when we 32, I'm gonna talk to you. You're gonna be like, hey, yo, meet me on the metaverse. We can go ahead and chop it up. Nigga gonna put on the headset. We're gonna be riding the metaverse. I'm telling I you, pray you to know, God bro, that, you that, that never now, fucking bro. happens. You saying that now? I pray to God ago, that never happens. You'll say that, bro. 10 years ago, you were on something else, but that's all I'm saying. All right. All right, man. I think it's time for a game. And I think it's time for a new game. Y'all have seen us play Slapper Trash. Y'all have seen us do Darren's Dope Dabbles. Y'all have seen, what What was my shit called? Jay's Picks or something. Sleeper. Yeah. Come on. Jay Sleepers. My Come bad. Look, I, I love my that. podcast. I, I Trust me. I knew, you I knew be forgetting, bro. This nigga's losing his mind. See, look, I'm an old nigga, okay? Like, I'm losing my memory, okay? Golly, bro. But it's time for a new game. We are going to play motherfucking Deal Breakers. Okay, yeah, we don't have this is how game. Deal Breakers goes. So we're, you know, talking about, like, relationships, like, different people who we would date. Like, we talk about that a lot on the podcast. So with Deal Breakers, we are going to bring up, like, a case scenario, and there's going to be... Like we're we're basically essentially gonna be like, is this case scenario a deal breaker for you? If it is, if it is not, why? Why is that experience a deal breaker? Why is it not? Okay. And so I will start with the first one. I'm gonna pass it off to Darren. Mm. All right. So you meet the woman of your dreams. You meet the woman of your dreams. And um her parents are they used to be Nazis. Is that a deal breaker for you? Nigga, <laughs> 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 what? Nazis? She's she's not the Nazi, but her parents were ex-Nazis. Is that a deal breaker for you? Well, first of all, she's if her parents are ex-Nazis, then she's white. So that's already a deal breaker for me. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, not not the white thing. I'm I'm not I'm not racist, I promise. Even though we can't be racist. Anyway. Um if they were nazis uh yeah the fuck why are your parents first of all how old are your parents they're not they were they're like our parents age your parents age and they were nazis they were yeah they're like the neo nazis like skinheads but they're ex they're not currently they used to be they were saved they're they're no longer like born again born again christians born again nazis uh no uh no that's a fucking deal breaker are you kidding me because i can't I, I i what am i supposed to do if i meet your parents for dinner we're at dinner and i see swastikas as i'm looking uh, around i'm like yo they're gonna look at me and like this is a nigger why did you bring a nigger oh my god and next thing you know i'm running for my life you feel me and you feel me i don't yeah. want to be in that predicament 
And I won't get in that predicament yeah. if I don't seriously date white women. That's a that's real as fuck because I definitely I would say it's a deal breaker for me too because it's like I will not even put myself in that situation to even for there to even be a thought of me even because how look they could have not been Nazis but how do I know they're not gonna go back like shit you never know you never fucking know so that's a deal breaker all right okay what you got for me uh let's say you're talking to a dude. Um, and like y'all vibing, y'all like fuck with each other, blah, blah, blah. And, and then you find out he never flosses his teeth. He brushes his teeth. He uses mouthwash. He even goes to the dentist every six months, but he never flosses his teeth. He tells, he tells you, I don't fuck with that. I hate flossing my teeth. I'll brush my shit. I won't have stank eat. Well, if you don't floss, that's what, that's what I'm tossing to you. How do you feel if you know, the guy you dreams you fuck with? He does all that, all the good, all everything right, but he does not floss his teeth. Um, that's not a deal breaker to me. <laughs> Shit. Before I knew the importance of flossing, I didn't floss. I feel like a lot of people don't floss. Like dirty, I feel like it's not dirty, as common as we think. Dirty, dirty, I floss. Shut the fuck up. Dirty, dirty, I floss. You don't. Look, I have braces. Dude, don't you use like? So, yeah okay yeah that's well, the, i already knew how important flossing you was can't. the rest of you dirty niggas that don't floss or floss try to, try okay. to make up for a floss once a week y'all are nasty 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 if the t- if the breath don't stink we can get no. him some floss along with hey, it. it's nothing it's, right, it ain't nothing right. to add it to it's nothing <laughs> to add it to the schedule i'm not look i feel like there are certain things that are like with the nazi thing you can't fix your parents being Nazis, you can't undo that, but you can easily buy someone some floss and be like, okay, just, let's just add this to your routine. I'm willing to but you can't work on that, people. but that's if, not a deal breaker. If they're telling you they don't like that floss and shit, you giving them floss is going to just piss them off. That's still not a deal breaker. As long as there's nothing in your teeth and your teeth are clean, whatever, however you have, the whatever way you get it that way, as long as it stays that way, then yeah, it's fine with me. <laughs> All right, then. <laughs> I'm I'm guessing it's a deal breaker for you. No, uh, it, I already said like just like I said, it's it, I, the same shit with the Nazis. It's you, oh my god! <laughs> I'm gonna say you. If you're not flossing regularly, you're probably not black. <laughs> let me stop. Let me stop. Let me stop. Either way, I'm not fucking with nobody that don't floss, bruh. I'm sorry, bro. Like, I'm not trying to touch you. I guarantee you half of your friend group does not floss. I guarantee you half of your friend group does not floss. It's very common well, for I'm not, Americans I'm not, not to with, floss. I'm not, I'm not about to kiss any of my friends. I guarantee you, out of the five people that you fuck with really heavy, three of them don't floss. I'm telling you this Damn, now. you think this, I got five hoes? Bad. You think I got five hoes? Me? I'm just said, saying. Yeah, there's a lot of I'm confidence over there. You said out of the five people that you're fucking with, three of them motherfuckers do not fluff. No. They don't. That's, hey, all right, well, then we're going to have a very serious conversation because that's a deal breaker for me. If I know that you don't oh, floss, God. if you tell me you don't like flossing, that's a big red flag. I'm sorry. I don't care who you are, <laughs> nigga. Simple as that. I'm screaming. Okay. What you got for me? Let's do one more. Or right, well, so this is your second one, and then we'll yeah. do one more each. All right. All right. Yeah. 
Uh, you want oh, me to go it's, first? It's you. You want me to go first? Oh, wait. <laughs> wait, no, wait. Went, you went you? first. No, yeah, that was... me, and then I asked you. Oh, fuck. Start. I'm losing track. Look, I'm telling you, I am losing track. Hey, this nigga okay. old as shit. Right. So, so, is this a deal breaker? You meet somebody, you're going to date them, and they have a best friend that they used to, like, have mad sex with. But they're like, that's my best friend. I'm not, just because I'm dating you, like, I'm not finna stop being best friends with them. You just gotta let it go. Is that a deal breaker for you? <laughs> and them and the uh, best friend hang out together one-on-one. They, like, uh, they're man. close. That's their best friend. Like, Ooh. would that be a deal breaker? Ah, uh, man, that's a good one. Uh, I feel like I want to say, yes, that's a deal breaker because I know how you niggas are, and I know how you bitches are, too. I know how both of y'all are. I know how y'all act, and I know how I can get to that, especially if you fuck with somebody. It's like the same concept of, like, you got a, you got an ex, and you're talking to somebody, and then when y'all stop talking, they run back to the ex. <laughs> so it's like, if you got a best friend, and y'all was fucking, and... Y'all's fucking heavy, and then y'all just decided to be best friends, and you started to go fuck around, and still your best friend. That best friend can still fuck you because you remember all the fucks. You still remember Bingo. all the fucks. The fucks will still the still the fucks could still commence. But I also concurrently say that if I was on the other side, I've also been in that position where, <laughs> you know, so I mean, sometimes you were the best friend. Sometimes you fuck your best friend. I'm sorry. Sometimes you fuck your best friend. I don't fuck my best friends as long as, well, as, as far as I've known. We've never fucked each other. Well, me and Destiny obviously, the best friends that you're sexually attracted to are like the, the gender that you're sexually attracted to. So it would never be for us. But I'm talking about. And it would, that's the thing, though. It would never be for Destiny. It would never. You. I just feel like there's certain lines you just don't cross. I'm not fucking my best friend. Are you kidding? You're like my brother. That's like incest. That's literally incest. No. You're having your sibling. Or you're not, your best sibling is incest. you're not best friends. That's what I'm saying. Like, are y'all really best friends at that point? So uh, that's what I'm saying. Like, is it really your best friend if you've already fucked them and you're trying to make make it seem like that's your best friend? Uh, No. Um, but at the same time, I've been in that situation. I feel like you should easily forgive, but that's just the nigga in me. Um, so I'm gonna just, yeah. I'm gonna just go with, it's a, uh, it can be a deal breaker depending on the person, depending on the relationship, but I'll probably okay. say I'll be cool with it. Um, okay. I'm going to say that's a deal breaker. 100%. Like, I feel like people don't respect boundaries. And I feel like if I'm dating you, there needs to be boundaries that are set. There have to be compromises that come. And I just, I just very much of what you said, like you guys fucked. What's to say that you guys can't fuck again? Like, and then I have a story exactly. about this actually. So we're not going to name names because we have never named names on this podcast, but let's just say I used to talk to this friend, to this person. His name was Moranis. That's we'll say that was his name. <laughs> we're not going to say his actual <laughs> name. His name was Moranis. Oh, and he was telling me that like his ex was crazy and part of the reason that his ex um they broke up was because he was really close with his best or he had a best friend that he used to have sex with and his ex did not like that him and his best friend would sleep in the bed together like when the best friend would visit he's like yeah that's crazy and i'm like that's fucking wild like where are the boundaries here i don't think that your ex was that crazy nigga you're kind of crazy you're the one you're right right? yeah (laughs) 
Like you're a little. You're the one that's crazy. So yeah. Okay. Deal breaker. Deal breaker. Okay. Okay. I can see that. Um. But all right. Last one. Last one. Um. Let's say you fucking with somebody and you find out. All right. Okay. I'll say. Is this? Is it a deal breaker if you find out that somebody that you fucking with smokes? All day, every day, like breakfast, lunch, and dinner. They smoke weed every day. Is that a deal breaker for you? Like they tell you, hey, I'm doing that shit like breakfast, lunch, dinner for real. And I'm doing it every day. No. Not that's a not a deal breaker for me. As long as long as it doesn't smell like it. As as long as the areas that we're in, it doesn't smell like it. As long as smoke I weed, don't by the way. Like did it, I say weed or did I say yeah. smoke? You said weed. You okay, said weed. good. I just had to clarify that. Yeah, as long as I don't smell like the weed, my areas and my couch don't smell like the weed. And as long as like you have like you're doing something for yourself, as long as you got like you know, it doesn't have to be a nine to five, but like you are doing something for yourself. As long as you're not just smoking all day every day, then it's not a deal breaker. Mm, okay. Yeah. I can I can agree. I, I'll say the same thing because um I've had moments where I, I've gone like nowadays, like I do like probably i'll smoke every other day but there's moments where i've smoked every day and i feel like you shouldn't you shouldn't be judged for that that's not something that mm-hmm. is a bad thing it's just if you know how to manage it and you know how to stay productive and you know how to like continue to do like continue to fulfill your responsibilities of smoking i feel like that's a very healthy relationship with it so if you have a healthy relationship with it then yeah but i feel like some people if they're smoking yeah. all the time they might not but then that, that becomes like a whole nother conversation. So I wouldn't say it's necessarily a deal breaker, but, you know, some people kind of handle that uh, a little bit differently. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Yeah. But yeah, because I, I could understand someone who's like, I have asthma. I can't breathe if you smoke. Yeah. Yeah. Then I can that'll be a deal breaker for them. But yeah. That, uh, yeah. Yeah. No, I feel that. I feel that. Here. But OK. Yeah. All right. Um, I guess it's time for the last thing of the night. So it's so funny. Me and Darren were plant. We plant this whole season, and sometimes like we forget like some of the things we write down because we just like write down. We'll write down one word or a phrase, and like not like write down like what we were talking about. So we had conspiracy theories for the last call, but I'm like, what the fuck were we talking about? So we decided that we're just gonna tell our favorite conspiracy theory. This is so fucking stupid, but. <laughs> Uh, I don't, let's I mean, do it. It's never, but it's kind of it's kind of interesting to think about. I mean, conspiracy theories they can be crackpot, but they can also be kind of interesting. They kind of engage thought. I feel like everybody has a good conspiracy theory that they've read and just like, oh, that's interesting. A lot of people question shit. I feel like you're not smart if you don't question shit. So I feel like conspiracy theories lend a lot true. of can lend a lot of credence to like smartness. But yeah, yeah. um, okay, I'll go. go I'll go first. And for sake of time, this is a really short one. This is so... This, I'm going to do one of the stupid ones. Let's do our stupid conspiracy theories. Okay. So my favorite stupid conspiracy theory is that at Chuck E. Cheese, like, I've heard that, like... And I've seen videos on this. The the pizza at Chuck E. Cheese, if you don't finish the pizza, they'll take the slices that haven't been eaten and, like, they'll piece them together and make a new pizza and then, like, reserve it. <laughs> Where'd you hear that shit from? Bro, when you look at, at that when you look at the shape of the pizzas when you go to Chuck E. Cheese's, that shit do not be fitting evenly at all. Like the shit mm. looks like look up look up a picture right now of pizza at Chuck E. Cheese. 
that shit doesn't look like it came out of the same thing. <laughs> and I just feel like that is so fucking disgusting. Because Chuck E. Cheese, what the fuck? Is that something what that you, you believe in? I think it's true. I don't think it's too far off. Just because when you look at the picture of the pizza, you're like, whoa. Like, this, the, like the pieces don't fit. It looks like it's from different. Here, I'll show you. Oh, man. I don't know if you can see this. Look at this pizza. Uh, yeah. Look at that, that shit. Some of the slices for show bigger than the other one. That should like, be that. What is going? They took it from another table. They took it from a bunch of tables, and they was like, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, plopped that shit together, and served it to a new family. They doing that shit, bro. I promise <laughs> you. Hey, that's called using your resources. Look at this one. Hey, no, but you niggas love Chuck e. Chuck e. Cheese pizza, bro. A lot of you niggas love Chuck E. Cheese pizza. Y'all will go to Chuck E. Cheese to get some pizza. Y'all, I've seen people buy Chuck E. Cheese frozen pizzas from fucking uh, Meyer or some shit. See, that shit, I don't know. But y'all love it, though. I feel like it's it's the same concept as those restaurants that look like they have at least 20, 20 health code violations. But they the food, the food always this. be the best. The food always be the best, though. You always, you feel, you feel me? Yeah, but no. <laughs> no. No. I'm sorry. I don't feel you. <laughs> no, I mean, if you've been to some, some restaurants, some fucking soul food spots, uh, be dirty as hell, but the food be slapping. I Got know. roaches and shit. Yeah, but the food always Bro, slapped. The up. starters at Fairlane had roaches, but now it's closed. But what was the food slapping? The food was slapping. Exactly. Lie. And so you do feel me. Anyway, my conspiracy I theory. Starters. My conspiracy theory is a little more. I want to say I do believe in this one, just like you say you believe in yours, but I guess it's a little more thought provoking than the. Than the uh, Chuck E. Um, <laughs> I told you mine was stupid. Mine I don't was know. I don't know what the theory's called, but it's a theory that I heard one time that um, that humanity, every human on Earth, is one soul, and uh, when we die, we're, like, we're we're kind of the same per like we're the same person. Everybody's the same soul or the same being, the same entity. But the thing is, we die. When we die, we reincarnate at a different point in time. So we become something different. So like me and you are the same person, but in different points of our reincarnation. So like it could be like thousands of reincarnations. My head hurts. Hold on. on. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That, that's that's just the theory. It's just like it's like it's not multiple people. It's the same soul. And whenever the 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 soul dies, it reincarnates into like a different body. Like you you live your consciousness and who you are. You know, like your consciousness is our being. So, like, you know who you are, like, your name, blah, 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 and you move in a specific first-person view. Um, but, like, everybody views it that way. So, like, the theory is that it's just one being that's living a different life throughout the the history of humanity. It's just, like, going in different bodies over and over I'm and over. I'm Harriet Tubman, bro. You're Harriet Tubman. We're Abraham Lincoln. We're Donald Trump. We're Adolf Hitler. We're I'm Martin not Duke Donald King. Trump. Don't claim that. Hey, look, nope. that's what I'm saying. That's, that's that's the theory. Like, we 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 just reincarnate into different bodies at different points in time. Or, like, this same being just reincarnates in different points in time. So everybody that they're interacting with is themselves at different at a different point. Ew, I was straight. I hate that. Mm-hmm. Sorry. You were straight. You were a lesbian. You were gay. You were trans. You were everything. You were black. You were white. You were. I eight. wonder how my lesbian life was. That must have been fun. You were fucking women. This is a new thing for you. 
<laughs> uh, uh, anyway, uh, that's something. Let's talk about that later. Yeah, that's something. But yeah, else. that's a good theory. I like that. Yeah, yeah, uh, I like it. That's like deep. It that's deep. I like it too. But all right, y'all. Um, before we end it, we've got some announcements for you motherfuckers. So, yep. I know people have been like. Have you guys ever thought about showing your faces? What do you look like? And I know you guys want to see how. Look, follow me on Instagram. That's that's where you can see the the pictures are up to date. But starting next week, not only are we doing something new, we're doing special episodes of the podcast. So that's basically going to be a full episode dedicated to one special topic. But we're going to be visual in this bitch. You'll be able to see us. You'll be able to see me. You'll be able to see our reactions to the bullshit that we say to each other that triggers each other you'll be able to see it full time real time yep real time well not real time but recorded time and edited yeah not time. real time but you will see uh our faces finally so yeah for a lot of you niggas that had every fucking thing to say about the first episode yes hopefully the audio is better hopefully you get to finally see It'll the be next episode amazing next week motherfuckers everybody got some shit to say y'all still listening oh my god we love y'all i'm screaming okay and then so the youtube it'll be on youtube uh stay on our socials the experience wait fuck i just made the pod or, or i just made the page so that's why i'm blanking on the name um shit Exp- the experience underscore pod on instagram and on twitter stay on those pages we'll be announcing when that youtube page comes out that you could subscribe to and see us visually the next two special episodes are pretty cool um next week darren i'm gonna be giving him an interview so it's gonna be about him his life i don't think he's gonna know the questions but i think it's gonna be a can i ask you anything we'll talk yeah yeah, you can you can ask me anything but yeah um i'll be giving very pg answers because i'm a saint and i'm holy Okay, that's definitely probably not going to happen. And then the week after that is going to be my interview. So and Darren's going to interview me. He and is. Because so <laughs> I like to think I'm an open book, but he'll probably fuck around and ask me something and be like, mm, I got yep. Y'all really going to learn, learn a lot about both of us during that time. Um, but yeah. And then after that, we'll be back to, we'll be back to regularly scheduled programming. And we have a few special episodes. Um throughout the season so yeah that those are our announcements i'm it's something new that we wanted to do for season two and you know we just feel like we owe it to y'all y'all should be able to see us and yeah i'm excited how you feel bro man i'm excited bro i just feel like yeah we're about to take this shit to the next level um the people who are actually listening all the way through we definitely value definitely thank you uh you finally get to see our faces um yeah i'm, I'm ready to show ready to show it off um uh, yeah yes i'm ready wait you're ready to show it all um hold on. ready to show it all i'm okay. ready to show all, right. all that shit y'all gonna see it all okay okay <laughs> all right well thank y'all for listening as always um i'm jay and that's darren you can follow yeah. me personally on my personal instagram jay underscore goodin 98 yep and follow me obviously ned saturn n-e-d-s-a-t-u-r-n on everything instagram twitter all that shit and then you can follow the podcast on the experience underscore pod on instagram and on twitter check it out that's where you will see all the stuff like when we post new episodes when that youtube channel is coming out when there's going to be a special episode all of that will be 
on that Instagram. So give that a follow, give us a follow. And then if you have any suggestions of topics that you want us to talk about or different things that we should highlight, if you want us to talk about anything and in case you missed it, because we might have fucking missed it. If there's anything you think we missed, send it to that Instagram, send it to the experience underscore pod. Yep, yep, yep. All that good shit. I'm ready to have a good weekend. Uh, Me too. I'm coming back to LA. I don't want to leave New York. (laughs) And the weekend in Gunna. In Gunna, they're dropping. The weekend in in Gunna. In the Gunna. Weekend and the weekend and Gunna are dropping albums this weekend. The weekend and the Gunna. And I'm the excited. Gunna. I know the weekend is probably coming fire. He has to. I think, I think Gunna, I think Gunna is, upset. I think Gunna is too. I think it might be a good weekend for music. They're kicking off 2022. Let's see what the music year is. But yeah, this is episode two. Um season two, episode two. And thank y'all listening yeah we'll see you next week for our special episode our first special and visual episode see y'all see ya